welcome to the Morning Star Show with Superfly75. You are listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, SuperSly75. Impromptu, impromptu, impromptu. I I just threw this together uh, literally in five minutes. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. Uh, I just threw this together real quick. Um, yeah, I was online well earlier and I went outside to go tan for a little bit and I'm back in here for a hot second and I got some other stuff to do. And then tonight I'll come back with the, uh, Celine Dion versus Mariah versus Whitney. And then I got my next lineup already set. So I'm more excited for that one. But anywho, I'm back here real quick. Shout out to everybody that's, that's here. Uh, like I said, I ain't going to be here long. Happy Friday. I said that's right. Happy Friday. Uh, wow. Uh, a lot of things going on. And I'm kind of late on some of this stuff. And um, uh, am I? Yo, that shit looks fire. Hey, I don't give a fuck. No, no more Tariq Nasheed slander. No more Tariq Nasheed slander. That hip-hop documentary looks Fire. Fire. I'm stoked. Yes. Put these motherfuckers in their place. I'm peeking. I'm sorry. Let me turn it down. I'm peeking. I am so excited for that hip hop documentary. Hell yes. Yes. That shit looks good. Cashier, what's happening? I'm sorry. This is yelling. I'm sorry. I've been listening to uh to the greatest rapper of all time. I'm listening to Drake's album. He does. He never disappoints. He never disappoints. Drake never disappoints. You know what? Let's go take a look at Tariq's trailer. That shit looks good. I I I wouldn't. I you know what? No more Tariq Nasheed hustler. He's a hustler, fine, but he 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 supplies product. No more Tariq Nasheed slander. I'm over it. He does what he does. And what he does, he does very, very well. If not one of the best to ever do it. This shit looks ins. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I'm stoked for this. This is the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, and we still have a lot of discrepancies as far as the origins of hip-hop. Tariq, don't strike me, bro. I'm in solidarity. Tariq, don't strike me, bro. I'm in solidarity. Let's go. A lot of claims. Who did what? Who was the first this? Who was the this and that and such and such? But at the end of the day, we need a definitive story, all right? And that story can only be told by the founders of this culture. Like everything was being driven and influenced by young, black, American culture. Like the slang, the style of dress, the initial uh, music that we chose. Look at uh, all the furrows. This looks good. Oh, money making Manhattan and money earning Mount Vernon and Crooklyn. 
the Bronx was the boogie down Bronx. We was partying up there. I am Coke LaRock, the first MC of hip hop. The first cat to pick the mic up. I introduced rapping to the turntable because when I came with it, nobody in the world was doing it. I'm right after Rudy Ray Moore. They want to come in the mix, they want to say, I was, we started. No, no you didn't, no you didn't, no you didn't. What can't be known as hip hop was solely an African American creation. What would you get out? You see, you see who who's not speaking? You don't see no Puerto Ricans. You don't see no Puerto Ricans talking. No Latin, nobody's talking. You don't see no Puerto Ricans talking in this one. That's some Jamaican toast. What is that? I've never heard of a rapper use a Jamaican toast or a Jamaican flu as a rhyme. I never yeah, heard. Yeah. Ain't no Jamaicans. Ain't no Puerto Ricans. This looks good. I'm stoked for this documentary. Let's go. Of it, and I don't know where that myth came from. My name is Legendary Kane Trixie from the Bronx, BX from the West Side. I am the first break dancer. That narrative that hip-hop has had three founding fathers, that's been rolling for the last almost 30 years, which isn't true. You don't have just three people who created hip-hop. Hip-hop was created by a number of different people. I am the grandfather, the godfather of the graffiti culture. I am the first element of hip-hop. The roots of hip-hop being Jamaican, absolutely false. My name is MC Shah Rock. I am a founding member of the MC slash rap culture. Cassette tapes was the internet of our time. It just traveled around by hand. Wait, 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 wait. To the, to the detractors, why are y'all detracting right now? Jamaicans can put their own documentary together. The Puerto Ricans could put their own documentary together. Why is it? See? want to go down that rabbit hole why is when we tell our own story with our own people i'm asking then that's why he did interview certain people I, I, but these are the people that were there okay I, i'll tell you what you're not going to hear i don't think you're going to hear anybody say um to dispute anything they say I, I, I don't see that happening, but let's continue, let's continue. I'm interested, I'm interested. Well, I know for a fact that the B-Boy stand started from the gods, the five percenters that would be at the jams back in the days who were acting as security. If they get the real truth of how it all was created, then so many lies would not be able to be in existence. Say what you want about Tariq. <laughs> he gives you product. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm with it. What? What is this? How dare y'all? What? <laughs> God damn it. All right. I I'm with this. I'm with I'm down for this. I'm with this. I'm with this. I like it. I like it. I like it. Why why is it why we always got to include people every everybody else tells their own story. They never come to you know they interview their people. Y'all got y'all gotta y'all gotta let black Americans do them.
yeah stop reaching out to everybody there's no need to at this point everybody has the right to tell their own story I, yeah i i fully support this i'm when i first seen it last night i was like fuck yeah i'm i'm down with this this is dope <sighs> da, 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 da. Da, da, da. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody calm down. It's 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 not an antagonistic show today. This is like I said, this is a real real brief, real quick show. Um wait. Wait. So I want to talk about um basically men needing to protect their necks real quick. See, see, it's okay. I allow you to throw tomatoes because I fucks with you. God damn it, bro. Wait. Can we can we talk about this Drake this Drake album right now? Can we talk about this Drake album? Can we talk about Drake and J. Cole? <sighs> Has anybody heard the record? Has anyone heard the album? Fine, that's okay. If you don't have to be a Drake fan. But have you heard the record though? Have you heard the Drake J. Cole record? I'm going to take a copyright. I don't care. Let's go. First person shooter mode. We turning your son to a funeral. To them niggas that say they don't office, you better be talking about working in cubicles. Yeah, them boys had a lot, but I knew the code. A lot of niggas debating my numero. Not the three, not the two, I'm the UNO. Yeah. Numero UNO. Me and Drizzy, this shit like the Super Bowl. Man, this shit done it big as the... the Super Bowl, but the difference is it's just two guys playing shit that they did in the studio. Niggas usually send their verses back to me and they be terrible just like a two-year-old. I love a dinner with some fine women when they start debating about who the gold. I'm like, go ahead, say it then. Who the gold? Who the gold? Who the gold? Who the gold? Who you bitches really rooting for? Like a kid that had bad from January to November, nigga, it's just you and Cole. Biggest Super Bowl. Niggas so thirsty to put me in beef. I set them my words and start looking too deep. I look at the tweets and start sucking my teeth. I'm letting it rock because I love the mystique. I still want to give me a song where I beat. Can't trust everything that you saw on IG. Just know if I diss you, I make sure you know that I hit you like I'm on your call ID. I'm naming the album to fall off. It's pretty ironic because it ain't no fall off for me. Still in this bitch getting bigger. They waiting on the kid to come drop like a father to be. Love when they argue the hardest MC. Is it K. Dot? Is it Aubrey or me? We the big three like we started a league. But right now, I feel like Muhammad Ali. <laughs> yeah, listen. We need the collab album between Drake and J. Cole ASAP. We need that collab album. This is the first time in a long time I heard J. Cole say some shit. Like, I was like, what? This is the first time since I first heard J. Cole on the microphone say some shit like, I got to get the Weebay gif like. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Every time, no misses for Drake. No duds. No misses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about it. (laughs) Talk about it. Talk about it. I'm with this. I'm finally back a fan of J. Cole. Finally. Finally. 
Clippers. All right, I'm sorry. Let's get to this. Uh, let's 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 get to the uh, this very very. Do I want to go through this story first? No, let's let's do this first. Let's talk Utah. Let's talk Utah now. Here we go again. The problem I have with my people, we don't like to read. I'm going to use my calm voice now. So when the announcement came through the wire that the Utah Utes had gotten their scholarship players a bunch of pickup trucks and, and our people ran with the story like now you know damn well the university just does not give freely, right? Red, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What, Bruh, Never. Th- this is why. Never. Stop. Stop. Please stop that. Please stop that. Stop that. All right. So when I was hearing about what Utah did for scholarship players, I said, now as a former collegiate athlete, I know that the colleges don't do anything for free. There's always a catch to it, even with these NIL deals. And I was like, this, this doesn't even sound right. This does not even sound right. <sighs> so has anyone heard the story of the Utah football team giving their players pickup trucks? Has anyone heard the story? I'm assuming a few of you guys have heard the story. Okay. Now, the problem I have is people were assuming that uh, the university actually purchased these trucks. That's not the case. Okay. I, I just need people. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, we're going to get to it, sis. We're going to get to, the, to, to, the, to the, the, the team being kicked out, the field house. Oh, we're going to get to it. I'm, I'm here for this, too. She says she wants to talk about it because she has some in her school they're here for since they Oh, well, tell her, hit, hit me up. Tell her to hit me up. Tell, yo, you already know you got the inside track to me. Tell her to hit me up. Whatever she wants to get off her chest, I am here for it. All right? You haven't heard. Okay, good. Because you know our people don't like to read, Nick. I'm not paying to see Canadian Dry. Ma'am, no Drake slander. Because him and Jay snapped on that record. I need the collab album ASAP. All right. Let's get to it. Let's get to this. Let's get to because once again, our people suffer for a lack of knowledge. And I hate to even say this about our people, but y'all know good and goddamn well. Ain't no university ever just buying the kids pickup trucks. Not all 85 scholarship players. Okay, unless your neighbors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, back in the day, a, a few of them got the cars and the jewelry and the, the prostitutes. But it was like a select few. There's no university in this country that's just going to buy 85 pickup trucks for scholarship players. Especially scholarship players that are not going to the NFL. Okay? I need people to do better. Here we go. 85 players on scholarship were in for a surprise of a lifetime when they received leases. I said leases. That means you don't own it. That means so many miles driven per year. That means you gotta give it back. That means you gotta give it back. Leases, now this is a nice look. This is a very good look. 
This is the start of a trend. This is a new trend coming. Yes, I see more and more universities doing this, leasing their players' vehicles so they can get around from, from campus to practice, get around. I, I see this coming. This is a nice look. But think universities are going to just buy 85, uh, 85 team roster, just vehicles all willy-nilly. Stop. And for those that ran with that story and their titles, shame on y'all. And the majority of I saw people doing it were our people. We're urban. Okay. Yes. This is the new trend, bro. This is a new trend. So 85 Utah players on scholarship were in for surprise of a lifetime when they received leases for Dodge Ram pickup trucks. The Utah Crimson Collective, a nonprofit organization, organized the deal and will be covering the lease and insurance payments. According to Forbes, the players, though, will be responsible for tax payments. Okay. The players sprinted onto the field from the smoky tunnel like it was a game day, each claiming a truck and expressing their excitement at having new wheels to show off around town. Once again, these are leases, y'all. There's no university in this country that's going to spend roughly $6 million to buy pickup trucks for 85 scholarship players. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, I want you guys to know how much the alumni appreciate you guys and how much and how proud we are to be alumni. You guys really show the world exactly what it means to be a Utah man. And we appreciate you guys. Not only do you make us alumni proud, but you make this community proud. Where he going so with this? Where he going with this? And so on behalf of the Collective and the collective donors and this community, they wanted to grant each and every one of you guys a brand new Dodge Ram truck. <laughs> So HBCU's not doing this for their kids? Uh-oh. full ipad screen right here there's a full ipad screen once again i'm not mad at this i think this is a a a smart strategic move i think this is just the start of something a new trend in concern in, in regards to nil deals but please stop running with the story that utah bought these bought 85 trucks for 85 scholarship players stop lying to the people these trucks are leased to the players but let's continue. I'm not mad. I like this. Hell, I wish I had this when I was in school, but. I didn't need it, but it still would have been nice. But anywho, 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 let's continue. And so on behalf of the Cleveland Collective and the collective donors and this community, they wanted to grant each and every one of you guys Don Ram Trump. Ooh! 
How's it look, Coach? Looks awesome. Looks amazing. Yeah. Collective blessing us with this. We're going to get everybody rise. We love you guys. Whoever want to ride? Yes, the collective, that nonprofit organization. Yes, that's who did this. Let's go. We're going to take care of him, bro. Indubitably. Come on now. Yeah. Oh! You got that heavy. Hey, you got that VA. Got that Come on. Dude, what I'm looking at, but that's hard. Okay. Now let's get to the particulars of it. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me find something else. I think I found it somewhere else. Okay. Once again, the Crimson Collective, an independent NIL organization centered around name, image, and likeness opportunities for Utah student athletes, provided every scholarship football player with a free lease on a new 2024 Dodge Ram 1500 Bighorn Night Edition. Nigga, you, that's about 50, 60 racks. That's about 50, 60 racks, depending on the uh, the spec and the, and the options, all that. Okay. Each scholarship player will have the opportunity to lease a Ram truck for free from United Fleet Management with everything covered by Crimson Collective donors, including insurance, as long as they remain on scholarship at the university. Now, a, 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 a well-to-do kid on this team would say you know what my parents already have me a vehicle can i have what's what you you're going to spend on this can i have that in cash right a financially astute student would be like well i already have a vehicle my parents got me for school can i have what you were going to spend on this can i have that in cash doesn't hurt to ask but let's continue let's continue let's continue uh, let's see, let's see. Pat McAfee, former Indiana. Oh, yeah, he's a goofball. I don't like Pat McAfee, man. He just does the extra shit. All right, let's listen. Well, anything else? Oh, let me see. Okay. Uh, how about Utah just did with all those trucks? Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I love everything about it. That was pretty cool. I just saw that yesterday. Yeah, I like this. This is a good look. Don't be surprised you see more and more PWIs. Be, be, make this part of the package deal when trying to recruit your kids for, for football okay um, and then they also talked about I keep hearing about Caleb Williams's NIL deal there's no way he would make more money in NIL more than a first round draft pick stop that well no I take that back they cut the first round monies they limited the monies you know what that's possible he could possibly make more money in nil than the first round then but then if he go ten, top 10 draft pick average salaries i don't see that happening i don't know i don't know about the caleb thing i don't know about that caleb thing so let's see let's see let's see However, other side, NIL players sometimes transfer to a school that offers them the most money through boosters. And Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith testified to Congress that a practice of asking a school for a fee to simply visit campus has emerged. Asking for $5,000 just to visit has become common. During visits, discussions now emerge regarding how much a student athlete can expect from NIL. True story. My, my, my cousin. When he when he went to uh, his son go his son plays for Michigan. He's playing for Michigan this year, 
and when they were going to back and forth between him and Harbaugh, and it was at Florida State, he his top two choices were Michigan and Florida State, and they were flat out asking how much you going to get, how much he's going to get nil. They were having these discussions up front while on campus, and just and the reason why they went to Michigan, why they went to Michigan, is because it's closer. Even though I think his daddy wanted him to go to uh, Florida State. But ultimately, his son chose Michigan. Harbaugh promised, you know, um, his parents, like, I'm, I will take care of him personally. Like, he's my own son. Like, he highly recruited. Highly recruited. Last name Hill. Okay, if you see a Hill on, on, on Michigan, that's what I'm talking about. Okay? So they're already coming through the gate asking, how much you going to give me for this NIL? Off rip. Fuck all the room and board. Fuck my class schedule. How much to come here? Off the top. All right? Off the top. Uh, let's see. And I, you can see more and more of this. You can see, you know, once the transfer portal thing, you know, what you can use, you can see this being used as part of the package to lure players away from certain schools. This is going to be ugly competitive super competitive so now the kids really don't have no loyalties to anybody at this point all that well my daddy went to florida and i'm gonna go to florida i'm part of a legacy these kids like fuck a legacy who's gonna give me the most amount of monies to play for your school because now these kids understand the value and how much they bring to the table but y'all can thank guys like donnell autry at northwestern y'all know just thank northwestern the former players of Northwestern that went through hell that they crawled. So these kids can literally fly, you know, what, what, what would be nice is if somehow they all went retro and paid all of us former co collegiate athletes that brought some monies to the school. Can we get a cut of what we brought to the school when we were there? That would be nice. But Northwestern, those kids crawled. So these kids can fly literally. All right. Uh, let's see. The Crimson Collective sent out a social media post following the truck announcement that reads, now that we have your attention, this is just a start. We need support from our fans more than ever. Every dollar makes a difference in keeping our great players on our turf and in our community. The NIL group raised $3.25 of a goal to raise $6 million by December, which they will. All right. This is just the tip of the iceberg. I'm happy for these young kids. Now that they realize their worth, it's lights out. These kids are going to be mercenaries, going to the highest bidder. No more legacy ties. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Northwestern did that. Northwestern did that. So pay homage to Northwestern. All right? Okay. Okay. That was nice. All right, now let's get to the protect your neck part of this. Part of this. This is ugly. Oh, this is ugly. Let's start with Trevor Bauer. Once again, I got too many damn windows open, and I'm paying a price. Too many windows open, paying a price. Okay. Get that out there. You know what? Do I care about? Do we care about Suge? No. Yes. No. We don't care about Suge, do we? Well, you know what? I want to hear myself. I want to hear this. 
I want to hear what he said because I haven't listened to what he said. Let's go. Tell me what your reaction is to the arrest of Keefe D. Well, surprise number one because I didn't think um, Keefe D would never get arrested. Nor do I want to see him get arrested. You know, let's get one thing uh, straight first and foremost. You know, me and Keefe D played on the same part on the football team. Wow. And whatever the circumstances, if he had an involvement with anything, if he didn't have any involvement with anything, I still, who want to see? I wouldn't wish somebody going to prison on my worst enemy. The DA says that Keefe D was in the car with his nephew, and that presumably his nephew, according to the DA, is the one that shot Tupac, and that it was done with the full knowledge of Keefe. Um, do they have it right? It was only two people in the car. And oh. Pac's not going to tell the story. I ain't going to tell the story, but I tell you this. And it's, I, I never had nothing bad to say about Orlando uh, uh, because, number one, he wasn't a shooter. Number two, he came to my hearing and told to let me go and told the truth. They still didn't let me go. If you are called to testify in wow. this case, I didn't know I wouldn't this. Be. I wouldn't be. Why not? Yeah, I wouldn't be. Why not? Well, number one, okay, because I'm not going to get on the stand and testify on somebody for what? They seem to be saying that Orlando was the shooter and Keefe was in on it, that he had full knowledge of what was going down and it was revenge for Orlando getting beaten up by Tupac and his team uh, at the MGM after the Tyson fight. Is that correct? No. Then who shot Tupac? It wasn't Anderson, so that's all I got to say about that part. To summarize, you are saying Orlando was not the shooter, although you won't say who the shooter was. You are not saying whether Keefe was involved in any way in the shooting. Um, and you are saying that if you're called to testify by either side, you will not comply, you will not testify. Do I have that right? Thousand percent. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't testify. None of that. Wow, yo, and you know what? Um... I, and my, my, okay, this is kind of personal for me to a certain extent. My dealings, when I dealt with Suge, I had, I had no ill or bad dealings with Suge the few times that I, I, I was with him. Um, I don't want to see this man die in prison. Uh, oof. I, I, I don't want to see Suge die in prison. Now, I, I get it. He was the hip hop. Shit, there we go. I'm fucking up. I'm fucking up. He was a hip-hop boogeyman. I get it. He he terrorized a lot of people. Um, but on the flip side, he did a lot of good for people. Um, you will not not find a bunch of people he didn't help out in, in times of need. I mean, you know, he Jekyll Hyde thing. Like, as evil as he was, it was as angelic he was to other people. So I personally don't want to see Suge, you know, spend his last days in prison. I, w I would say, man, just go ahead and. Tell them what they want to know and get the fuck out of prison, man. That's just me. That that's just me. That's just me. Um, that's me personally from my dealings with him and Death Row when they were on their down slope. And even though, <laughs> even though I know my my former production partner kind of tried to set me up for some shit, I, even though because me and my other partner we were like, and even my wife was like, she was like, you think he tried to set you up to a certain extent? I was like, he probably did. You know, the more that we sit and think about it and all the and now he's in the, he's the one in the in the ground, which is ironic, right? But um, I don't I, I don't wish Suge to spend his his what few years left he has in prison. I don't want that for him. I, I don't want that for him.
So I, I, I wish he would just go ahead and just tell them what they want to know. I, I get it. He's different. You know, he, he cut from a different cloth. That's that, you know, that's the street. Co- I get all of that. I trust me. I get all of that. I, I just go ahead and just tell these people what they want to know. Get out of there, man. I don't want you to spend your, your last good years in, in prison. You know what I'm saying? That's not no way to go out. So. <sighs> okay. All right. I'm over this. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to the uh, wait. His evil ass. Yeah, I mean, why you bullshitting? Yeah, he was needed. Cause it really, if it wasn't for Suge, y'all wouldn't have. We wouldn't have known how the business really worked. Like Suge was the first real executive to actually tell people how this business works, how the payola works, how they inflated the first week sales, all that shit that you know everyone claims to be an expert now but it was suge telling everybody all the business it wasn't barry gordy it wasn't sylvia robinson right it it it, it, it wasn't um la reed it wasn't puffy it wasn't jermaine dupree it was suge suge told y'all how the business truly truly worked and, and i think unfortunately people were too focused on the messenger and missed his entire message you know so Shout out to Suge. Listen, I know he terrorized a lot of, I've seen him terrorize people. Unfairly so. But as much evil as that man did, trust me, he did a lot of good. He did a lot of good. I know it's unbelievable to some of y'all, but he never did wrong by me. Um, And once again, even though my, my, that nigga tried to set me up, he, he did. He did, and I'm, I'm still here. So I don't know. The universe makes no mistakes. All right, let's get to this. Let's get to this. Hey, let's get to this. First part of Protect Your Neck. This is a very disturbing story. I know you guys are all over this. I'm I'm aware of it, but now I didn't realize how bad this shit is. Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Right? This guy, basically the MLB kicked him out for a couple of years because this woman said he attacked her. Right now, they settled their lawsuits against each other with no money. They settled. They both were accusing each other of some, but you know she's the one that kicked it off. She's the one that said he did this, and the Major League Baseball was like, ah, because he was in the, he was uh, in the, in the midst of a, uh, a huge payout for like a, in his third or fourth year of a contract. He lost that money. He lost about fifty, sixty million. Uh, in, in, in games, right? In games played, so I think he lost about 50 games played, roughly about close to 50 to 60 million dollars in that year of his, of his contract. He's been out for a couple years now. Yeah, this guy literally was the 2020 uh, Cy Young Award winner, right? And then not even a year later, he's already out the league for whatever reason. Okay, so here we go. Both individuals settled their dual lawsuits without any compensation involved. Normally, you paid a woman to just go away. Okay. Two years after Hill's accusations, uh, the legal resolution between the two allowed Bauer to comment on the case, which prompted him to release his version of events in a video shared on X on Monday. One alleged text sent from Hill to a friend, which Bauer revealed to the public reads next victim star picture for the Dodgers. So this chick had already lined up somebody before him. So this is what she does. 
right so while hill acknowledged that victim was not the right word of choice she claimed she used it in a way in which she was joking mainly due to her history of dating baseball players what's more is that hill says she is being spun by bobber without any context being provided to uh, to people on the outside this is the woman that accused him now when i when i when i be like laughing and joking about bring on the sex bots i'm really not joking because it's gotten this bad so when i when i say guys you better start recording every goddamn interaction what you have with these women i'm not playing you're almost better off hiring an escort and have her sign an nda and record that shit you're almost better off just hiring an escort for the girlfriend experience have her sign an nda record everything and send her on her way and keep it like that so let's see what she has to say did he cross the line? What happened? I mean, how does it go from kind of playful, fun stuff to assault? You know, what can you say and how can you describe the situation? Yeah, it's actually something, you know, for two and a half years, I have been testifying on and, you know, explaining things away. Every text message, you know, the video, it all has an explanation. Well, those text messages are bad, though. Lindsay, you keep bringing the text and I don't even want to, you know, totally kill you on these texts. But as a person that, you know, I, listen, these texts, let's look at right here. What does that mean? Next victim star picture for the Dodgers. That's text one. That's kind of bad, Lindsay. What is I mean, I know you're saying this is no context and I'm sure you're being sarcastic. I'm guessing. I mean, well, but what the hell does that mean? Next victim. <laughs> Yeah, and this is, you know, exactly what Trevor wanted to do was random pick three or four texts and weave it into a narrative where I just look horrible. Um, but so, you know, when I explain that and in, in my deposition and different things, um, I'm like you, I like to joke. I'm very sarcastic, sometimes inappropriate. Anyone who knows me will know that. Um, and these are private, you know, text messages with my friends and uh, agreed victim is not the word there. But um, what I, you know, my my past, I've been involved with um, other baseball players. Uh, that was my world at the time. And it was a funny way, you know, I had already dated baseball players and it was a funny, sarcastic way to say, oh, here's the next one, you know, that I'm going to try to get attention from. And it was a lot of ego and, you know, attention-seeking behavior, which is what I can own. And what he can't do is own any part, but I can totally own the, the attention-seeking behavior. Um, but these texts, you know, in a grand scheme, don't address what happened at all. This was before any of, you know, our interactions or anything like that. So what happened though? So so he so in the next text he says, "I need Daddy to choke me out." Then then the third one it says, "Being an absolute whore to try to get in on his fifty-one million. And I have to be honest, when I read these text messages, I get a little sexually aroused. But I, I think that's just because I'm insane. But uh, I mean, wh what happened? He choked you out. He beat you up because in that one video you were smiling after it. So and, and, and you know you sent me that one phone call that we can't play. He did admit that he hit you in the phone call. He said that. He said yeah, but he said it was consensual. So it's like, I mean, he said she said at this point, right? So what what happened in your opinion? Totally. I think there's several points I can hit on um, those other text messages just to address those other horrible ones that are just horrifying to be read out loud to. Um, but I think that, uh, like I said, out of context, you know, the next line under that is, oh, you know, my friend saying, can't wait for you to be a rich baseball wife. There was never text that intermingled violence with finances or anything like that. It was just a way for them to weave this narrative. Um, so, I mean, when you ask me what happened, um, it's probably the longest story in the world. I think that video of me in the in bed the next morning definitely raises a lot of eyebrows. Um, yeah, Cause your face didn't look, your face didn't look that bad, but then I saw other photos where you had black eyes. So what, was that from the same thing? I, that's, I, was, I was confused. Yeah, so there's another thing that hasn't been public was when my entire body um, was photographed by, uh, it was called a SART exam. Um, so really the timing of that video, how I, what really happened was all of that I did not make up an accusation about what he did to me. All of that went down. I have the pictures to prove it. I have the phone call that directly aligned. 
if you're at this level of, of fame and influence and and monies you got to move way different you have to insulate yourself you're supposed to have a a, a a best girlfriend that vets these chicks for you like guys y'all cannot be this easily accessible to these women like this you're supposed to have the best girlfriend you're supposed to have a pepper pots be like yeah your clothes have been cleaned they're hanging up for you the driver's downstairs waiting for you you can go now you need a pepper pots yeah you need a pepper pots you know she could she gonna make sure you you, you all right because she knows women she is a woman right you got the got to have a pepper pots man now now this can now this is how bad it is it can happen to anybody now this guy's story is even worse i shit you not this trevor bauer shit listen man's a multi-millionaire he gonna be all right he gonna, he gonna they'll bring him back into the to the uh, mlb he gonna be all right he can recover from this but this guy this next guy's story ain't no coming back for this i would have to be like i would have to kill everybody and um I, I, would, I would go back to prison because there's no coming back from this but god bless this man god bless this man shout out to milagro shout out to milagro if i could only afford this bitch <laughs> if i could only afford this bitch you know what i'm saying but like if i could afford milagro if i could afford to date milagro for about six months I would sit the fuck down. I would sit down and be like, you know what? I done did all that. I done did that. This guy's story is the worst story I've ever heard of a woman doing her doing wrong by her man. This is the worst. Fuck, Milagro. Oh my god, I would lick. I would all just nothing off the table with Milagro. Whatever she wants to do. <laughs> Whatever the fuck she wants to do. <laughs> Whatever Malaga wants to do. <laughs> All right, let me get to this. Let me get to this guy's story. This is the worst story I've ever heard of a woman doing wrong by a man. This is the worst. Ain't no comeback from that. But let's go. Two minutes. Okay. Hello. I'll let you know. He'll come let you know. How are you doing today, oh. ma'am? Hold okay, on one. Okay, okay. okay. Hold on one. You. Okay, okay. Here's this card, and she can. And file it with that and just tell her to give me the filing receipt i need y'all to pay attention to this man's story there's this word vet please strike the word vet from your vocabulary okay please stop using the word vet you cannot vet people humans change humans change motivations uh, uh you know they change they change there's no properly vetting any fucking body right because people vetted you and you did them wrong yes have people vetted you and did you do them wrong yes or no is there somebody in your life that can come back and say you know what you did me wrong even though they properly vetted you stop using this word vet it's it's a myth but come on all right thank you Give me one second. This is a beautiful ass. This is a beautiful woman. Oh, let me see. This is a beautiful woman. But she just cursed. Can still hear me right? She just cursed too much for me. I, just, I tried to log in on my computer mm -hmm. at my desk. 
Well, let me, let me hey, well, thank story. you for your time because I know you have so much to do and I don't want to take up too much of your time. But I think that it's important that people get accurate information from the source with so many different things, you know, being posted so many different places. So you are the executive director and one of the co-founders of Unite the People. And there are some people that don't know about this amazing organization. So can you tell us a little bit about what it is and where people can find you guys? Sure. Um, what we are is we're a nonprofit organization we also are a law firm right we're a nonprofit law firm what he does is you know help motherfuckers get out of prison wrong over overcharged wrongfully convicted all that his backstory is probably the worst backstory i've ever heard this man should be a villain this man should be a villain to all women but let's go and what we do is we provide affordable legal services to the underserved community throughout the entire state of california so this organization, I actually started this organization from my prison cell. I was, yes, ma'am. I was sentenced to three life sentences in the state of California. I don't think y'all understand. When he explains to you why he was sentenced to three life sentences, okay? I'm not going to, y'all not, three life sentences. Let's go for a non-violent crime i had an argument at my house with the ex behind cheating she cheated i cussed her out i did right i said a whole bunch <laughs> oh, of mean things <laughs> I, I did uh, my kids told me about it so of course i was irate right but um no physical anything no anything well based on me having a a prior mm -hmm. the state of california gave me three life sentences so when they gave me the three life sentences, and you guys have to excuse me, I'm moving this around because I'm on my phone and it's, I should have never. It's okay. But um, they gave me three life sentences. They gave me, and I kind of have to tell some of the backstory in order to. Yeah, because you're not going to understand why the state of California would give this man three life sentences behind a non-violent uh, charge. Okay. This is beyond three strikes. Let's go to get you to understand but um so i was married had kids i went to prison one day uh i was watching like this was back in 2019 2020 i mean 2000 uh, 1999 or 2000 and i was married with children i had had things in my past right and then one day we were watching the roy jones fight and while we were watching i gotta walk through my office you guys have to excuse me i have to give somebody a number to call okay uh, while i'm watching my my family my brother mitch who helped me start this organization we were watching a roy jones fight and we were loud so while we while we were loud the the police came now you guys are actually getting a tour through unite the people right now okay. where is she one. yes ma'am two for one <laughs> i need your help call that number on the bottom that's doordash they're trying to do it they keep calling me but i'm on the lot okay and so just they're trying to get in the building yeah so let me give you guys a little tour while we're doing it okay so this is this is unite the people this is our office this is our staff we help fight yeah we help fight for people that were disproportionately sentenced mm -hmm. and i think so at the front door on the glass maybe if you so i'm gonna take you guys in the back so that's our staff and this is our lawyer room that's cindy back there this is Dwayne. Don't worry, don't worry. It, it, listen, this is the worst villain's origin story. This man should be a villain. Do you understand me? This man should be a whole villain, rightfully so, justifiably so. Let's go.
post conviction. That's Mike. You guys might remember him from the news with Crystal and I. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah. So, long story short, man, I, I, I'll make this kind of fast. So when I was younger, I was like 22, 23 years old, mm-hmm. and I was married. I'm watching the fight. I got like four kids. I'm watching the fight at the house with my family and her family, and we were loud. So the police came, and they asked us to turn it down. But by me being, by me being having a record, right from a do from when I was a juvenile, I had a record. And in California, they have a thing called police contact. If you're on parole and you have police contact, back in those days, you immediately had to go to prison, right? They immediately oh, t- yes, that's an automatic violation. Doesn't matter what the circumstances were. It doesn't matter if you got hit by a car and a cop came to help you. That is police contact. Your parole officer could violate you. For that, even if a cop came to save your fucking life, yes, you could be violated. That's a parole violation. Up to your parole officer, but more than likely, they will violate you. Let's go. You do any type of contact. You go back to Chino, okay. and you go got to go see committee. It takes about two weeks to three weeks, and they let you go. Just tell you, hey, don't come in contact with the police again. Well, in my case, they took me in, and I ended up staying there for about nine months. Right? They told me we were watching the Roy Jones. When they came, they knocked on the door, tried to turn it down. They went outside to my drive-thru, I mean, to my driveway. And when they got to the driveway, they ran the plates on my car. They came back in and they said, you know, who's Caesar McDowell? I said, man, that's me. And so they come in. So they took me in on a violation. So when they take me in on the violation, thank you, ma'am. They're supposed to be, you know, I, I'm supposed to stay there two to three weeks. They tell me, hey, you know, don't have your TV loud or whatever it may be. And they let you go. Well, in my case, they didn't let me go, right? I ended up staying there for about nine months. So during the nine months of me staying there, I used to call home. I'm 20, 22, 23 years old. Mm-hmm. I used to- Wait, Nick, to be fair, like IG IG lives are not the best. Like, especially when you're doing um, multiple uh, FaceTime calls on, on IG, it's not the best. You can have a good phone and still have issues with IG. It's, it's the platform. It's the platform. The majority of the time, it's the platform call home to all my buddies you like, yeah you know i'll be home soon man i'll be out i'll get out and i'll see you guys so they used to always tell me uh you know hey there's the police are always at your house right so me being a young guy all right so pay attention they're already they're already telling them they're giving them all the women in his neighborhood they're they're trying to tell him hey your wife is cheating on you with a cop Okay, he didn't he didn't put it together, but let's let's go. I'm thinking, well, the police are at my house. You know, maybe they're trying to build a case, but I didn't do nothing wrong. I was just watching the fight. I didn't worry about it. Mm-hmm. So after about nine months, they paroled me. So when they paroled me, when I came home, now I'm a fairly handsome guy, right? Uh, I was a little more handsome back then, <laughs> but not this damn handsome. When I came home, everybody, all the women in my neighborhood were trying to date me, right? Okay. So all the women were trying to date me. I mean, the little Asian lady didn't speak English, uh, oh. everything, right? Like everybody. And I just, I didn't get it yet. They, you know, I'd be like, I'm married with kids. Like, no, nah, I'm cool. You guys know that. And then Here what ended up happening Here we go. was one day I take my six-year-old son. We're leaving the house. I'm about to take him to school. Mm-hmm. And we walk out of the house. There's a cop driving down our street. And the cop, and my son points at the cop car and says, hey, daddy, look, there's the police that spends the night with mommy every night <laughs> while you were gone. Oh, I know That's not the worst part. 
that's not the worst part this man has the has every right to be the goddamn joker you understand this man has every right this is not the worst part of the story this is not the worst part this man has every right to be the joker i would help him be the joker okay i would be a henchman that's how bad his story is let's continue let's continue <laughs> right i swear to god i swear to god right so then it hits me like a ton of bricks like oh that's what everybody's been trying to tell me mm-hmm. so i take him to school i come back home i there's no there was never any allegations of physical violence or anything like that right mm-hmm. uh to wrap this up I'm sure that's cute but so what ended up ha- happening was i come home we get in a big argument i do say you know i'll kill you sleeping with the cop that took me to jail right. and I, you know, I cuss her out. I move all my stuff out. I'm leaving the house. When I'm leaving, she, I have a two-year-old there. Mm-hmm. She comes out with my two-year-old, and she says, while I'm leaving, she comes out with my two-year-old. And says, you're just going to leave your babies? And I tell her, you know, hey, you know, get back in the house, and I get in my car, and I leave. Right. Well, what ended up happening was when I left, the neighbors called and said we were arguing. The police came. Mm. I ended up being sentenced to three life sentences. <laughs> just based off this argument. Based off this argument, but let's continue. And that's insanity. Right. right. I did out of the three life sentences, I did twenty straight years. Behind I started that BS. Yes, ma'am. I got. I did twenty straight years from that argument, and and when while I was incarcerated, there was so many other brothers in there with stories like mine. Right. I mean, there were so many, you know, people were like, oh, my God, you're not in here for when they read my case like shit, you're in here for curs- cursing at home in my living room. Right. And during that time, there was so many other brothers. I had one of those cell phones you're not supposed to have. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I had one. But I just didn't want to spend my time, you know, on Facebook or something trying to date women. Right. That's like the going thing in prison. If you get a phone, ooh, you can get a date now. I really wanted to do something that helped the people. Right. To help the other brothers that was in there like I was. So I call my brother Mitch, Mitch McDowell. I call him. He was home, and I say, "Man, look, let's start a nonprofit organization, and let's bring in advocate lawyers, mm-hmm. and let's, you know, really help the brothers, man. Let's help people that get, let's help them get their sentences overturned." Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. I filed our articles of incorporation from San Quentin State Prison, and got our organization started. And it just there were so many people in the state of California that needed our help. Mm-hmm we just took off right and we've been around now for about seven years and now that we've been we've been around for about seven years i've been home now for about two and a half years this nigga just got out two years ago i i literally i you know i just got out but our office has been here we've been helping people for about seven years so now let's get to tori i don't care about tori this man just got out of prison two years ago 20 out of three life sentences there is no vetting please strike that word from y'all lexicon this man has the perfect villain origin story and if he wanted to go scorched earth i would help him if there's anybody that deserves that has earned the right to be a hateful spiteful evil angry man that would hate women it's this guy here <clears throat> there's no vetting 
please stop this. Please stop. Please stop. Can I vet anybody? You just hope they do right by you. And in times when you really need them to do so. There's no vetting. Stop it. All right, that's all. <laughs> that's all I wanted to show for now. Um, I got some things to do. And uh, give me a couple hours and we'll be back with uh, Whitney versus Mariah versus Celine Dion. So give me a couple hours. I shall return. All right, peace. Wait, 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 wait. I need to go out with some, I need, I need some, I need some amp music. Give, give me hype, give me hype, give me hype. Oh, no, 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 no,